to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I am your co-host, Darlene Brock. And hey, girl, hey, I'm the other co-host. I'm Julie Bender. Well, Julie, let's start with something really important, a good question to set our life standard. Is this where you share all of your resolutions for 2021? You, no, because I don't, yeah, <laughs> don't make them. Forget that. Okay, which, let's do this. What's your favorite color? Oh, okay. Um, what I actually say is my favorite color or what my son thinks my favorite color is? Oh, that's interesting. That kid is funny. If you ask him his favorite color, he changes it every single time. I'm like, then you don't have a favorite. Just answer, I don't <laughs> no, have a favorite. It's, it's today's favorite. Come <sighs> on. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fairly obvious it's pink, but it's like a bright pink. So like a fuchsia. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's not surprising, right? No, it's not surprising. It's not surprising. Um, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Let me change it. Is leopard a color? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is your fave. So Leopard, let's fuchsia just, leopard. Yeah. Yeah. A fuchsia. I like that. <laughs> I'd like to see you in that. Actually, maybe I already have. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. My favorite color is red. What? Yeah, I would have for sure said navy. Well, that's because that's what I In wear. Because okay. red, red doesn't look that great on me. But hey, my red G. There is a red for every skin tone. Yeah, there is. I will put that article in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> Good, but it is my favorite color. The only problem, like with my Jeep, is red is also the car, the vehicle color that gets pulled over the most. Interesting. Uh huh. And I own a red vehicle, and I like to drive fast. That's just probably not a good plan. Has Dan ever been pulled over in the red Jeep? No. He's such a cautious driver. He is a cautious <laughs> driver, which is why I hope he naps every time I take the lead and drive our cars. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, speaking of naps, <laughs> just kidding. That's not a good transition. However, I do like naps. Yes, you do. Um, we are fully into a new year. And so um, a couple episodes back on 152, we really took an inventory of how we wanted to come out of 2020, forgetting about the fact that it was the world's worst year, but instead just looking at it as the close of a year. And we really unpacked the idea of letting it be a time of a reset in your life or maybe a reboot. And so probably most of us, are still kind of working through what areas we know we want to reset. Maybe you've taken that me time and you've kind of got your your focus on what you want to really work on. And now you're working on that strategy because no one's going to be like nailing it yet. So just know that. (laughs) But what are we going to talk about on this episode? Well, I think 2020, if it taught us anything, it taught us that life can change in a literal heartbeat. Mm -hmm. That what we knew yesterday is not what today is. And I think that's true in everything. It's just 2020 became like the magnaphone of that, that we were realizing that everything is kind of out of our control and it can change. So, you know, we thought about, well, what does that mean? And went back to carpe diem, live for the day, seize the moment. Now, I've always hated that phrase, Julie. (laughs) That's not surprising to me at all. Tell me why. (laughs) (laughs) Because it feels like, well, then I got to party till the sun goes down or whatever. Um, It feels like you're going to embrace things that maybe are unhealthy because you can today. I don't know. But I would like to introduce the fact that we need to approach it a little different. 
that we really do need to seize each and every day because we don't know what tomorrow holds. This is a really bad side note, but it still goes, so I'm going to do it. Whenever I hear Carpe Diem, all I think about is Jasmine and Aladdin on the magic carpet, just because it kind of sounds like carpet in my head. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but you're right. Okay, so, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to take that a little bit further. Okay. So if you're... Seize this moment. Seize the moment. Go fly that carpet with Aladdin. <laughs> there I you go. Like okay. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, yeah, so 2020 had a lot of division and change and um, issues and struggles. But if we're really going to reset, like we talked about... We do. We have to choose, okay, each day is a gift. And that's kind of the heart and the idea behind carpe diem. And you're right. It's kind of a cheesy phrase. Maybe it gets thrown around a little too often. So I understand if maybe you you don't like catchphrases like that. But the truth is, we all know people whose lives um, were lost in an instant or were changed dramatically. And for some of us, that is our own very life. And we have to be reminded that no one is promised more than this very moment that we're in right now. And yet we get to live it to the fullest. Well, and I think that's part of it. We can say the external things, like you just said, the the unrest, the hurricanes, the corona that we dealt with, those are thrown on us. But, you know, there are things that affect our lives that are ours. Maybe, you know, I had a friend recently who has been cancer free for 20 years. And you think 20 years, that's a long time. And she's doing great. And she was just diagnosed again. Mm -hmm. And I have another who lost his life overnight. And I'm like, wow, it just feels like things happen in my life. I could lose a job. I could end a relationship, whatever that is personal to me. So what does that mean for what I'm going to do in today in my world? I know as Americans, we like our things, right? I mean, I'm super guilty of this. We, we like our possessions. We like our things. We like our titles. But when it all boils down, the one commonality of every single person on this planet Okay, one of two. One is that we're all created by God in his image. And the second is we all get 24 hours in our day. We've all been given the same amount of time. It's our most precious resource. And how we choose to spend it is really up to us. And it's actually a gift and and an opportunity to sow into the things that we really care about the most. I think we need to start by saying each day, I'm going to live well. Okay, what does that mean? What does living well mean? Don't pass up doing something you never have done before. All Mm -hmm. right, let me just start with the fun stuff. You know, I've done a few things where, like I think I've talked about before, where we parasailed off the Bavarian Alps, my daughters and I. That morning when we got on the bus to go tour the castle in Bavaria, um, we went, the the tour guide said, it's a perfect day for parasailing. And I looked at my daughters and went, it sounds like a perfect day for parasailing. <laughs> and did they think you were crazy at first? They looked at me like I was nuts, but they know their mom. Yeah. So they went, we're in. That's awesome. Yeah. So at that moment, I basically seized that day and I have a memory forever because I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've never jumped off the Bavarian Alps and I'm not against it. I mean, I probably would have been game, but I remember the feeling of hitting submit on my match.com profile. Like it felt like, 
okay, it's now or never. Like, <laughs> I've tried all the options I already know about. It's time to literally put myself out there and see what can happen. Um, and spoiler alert, I literally met my husband on Match.com. So, I mean, it can be big. It can be little. Well, and I don't even think that's little, Julie. I know sure. it feels like it's a normal life, but those are fearful steps. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of those in our life that we may just be afraid to step out and do something we've never done before in just the day-to-day life or seeking something that we haven't tried. So I think it's not as important. It may be more important to step out that way. Well, we've all got to choose our priorities. We, we get to set you know, the level of these, these are the things that matter to me. You know, maybe that's part of what you want to be doing here at the beginning of the year is kind of re reevaluating the things that you have to do versus the things that you want to do. Because like I said, we've all got that same amount of time in our bank and you get to allot it to the areas that you choose. And sometimes it feels like we don't really get to choose, but really at the end of the day, we do have some good control over where we dole out our time. And it's up to you to figure out, you know, what am I going to invest in this year? Well, and I think we talk a lot about um, not overcommitting, especially as moms. We think that our child should be involved in absolutely everything, mm-hmm. um, that they should join every sport, that they should take every art and dance class available, that they should learn Spanish by the time they're three. Um, And I'm going to tell you... I feel like Lincoln just started talking at three. I mean, that's not true. I think he was two, but still. Yeah, it's okay. I'm saying no, don't do that. Because at the end of the day, that's not what's going to make your or your child's life more full that it's not going to be the pinnacle of every day. You're simply going to be running and gunning and miss out on the important things. So you're right, Julie, set your priorities, choose what's important and get rid of a lot of the stuff that when you look long-term doesn't really matter. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was literally just a couple of weeks ago starting to feel guilty again. And we talked about this a couple of years ago that I had not put Lincoln in a sport Um, We tried that hockey thing for a while, which was really cute for the Instagram, but literally what happened is he sort of learned how to skate in hockey gear. Um, And I'm not saying we'll ever go back to that, but after that first program stopped, um, we put him into Trail, which is a scouting type organization. And a few weeks ago, I started to be like, "Uh, maybe he needs sports too, because I don't want him to get to be eight years old and not know how to swing a bat like all the other kids or whatever. Um, But he recently just got back from his first camp out. Um, He and Donnie went on a camp out with him that he'd really been looking forward to for over a year getting to do that. And we waited until after we were married and Corona kind of messed all of that up. So the weekend finally came and it was just so cool to see how much him being involved in that one activity that we have him in has really made an impact in, you know, his confidence, his courage, his bravery, his character. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think he needs a sport too. Like he's actually invested in the activity that we have him in and he doesn't need more than that. And I don't need to feel like I'm not doing enough for him. I love that, Julie, because instead of creating a sport talent, which I'm not saying your child may not be that, they might. But he, he might not. I know. But he, but he, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, but he might not, but that's okay. Either way is fine. Um, but what I am saying is a memory was created. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a relationship memory is so important. And that's a little bit different than just filling your calendar. 
Well, you're right. We want not just to live well, but we want to love well in 2021. And I think that kind of flows perfectly. How how are you going to invest in your relationships as you divvy out those precious hours that you have? You know, is there somebody you need to reach out to that you've been putting off um, with the thought of carpe diem? You don't know that you still have time to get over that grudge before you reach out or to wait for them to reach out to apologize because they really should be the one. It might be time to just seize the moment, seize the day, and repair that relationship. It's true. And I think, you know, you're in the middle, at least for me, I may be in the middle of doing whatever because my to-do list never ends. It's like four pages long. Um, And then I'll think, oh, I haven't talked to my older brother in a while. And instead of picking up the phone, I finish doing what I'm doing and start my next project. Or I think, you know, that friend of mine that reached out a month ago, yeah, I, I kind of sent her a quick message and said, we'll touch base later. Well, it's kind of later. Mm-hmm. It is later. And you know what? Maybe she needed me that day and I didn't put things aside to answer, pick up the phone, say, what's going on? How are you doing? Is there something you want to chat about? And I think that's really important that we... The relationships, the distant relationships we may have, we invest in as well as the ones that are in our very home. The other day I was sitting on the couch with Lincoln and we were watching some cheesy video, you know, totally a kid video. And he looked over at me and saw me scrolling on my phone. And he literally said, nobody should be on their phones right now. It was like an announcement to the room. And he and I were the room. And I just kind of chuckled like, he's a funny kid. Like, he actually is funny. That's one of his strengths. And so I put my phone down, you know, for a couple seconds and snuggled him. And then five minutes later, I was bored in the kid video we were watching Uh and picked up my phone again. And he literally said, mommy, this is no phones. And he picked up my phone and went and put it on the mantle across the room. And I was like, ah, yeah. I don't want my child to have to be censoring my technology use when I'm with him, especially as a working mom. You got all the mom guilt and our times like that are few. And I want to make sure I'm sewing into those moments and actually seeing them and getting to see his little personality and his funniness and those snuggles, because probably in another year or two, he's not going to want to snuggle on the couch with me. I always had a love hate with the... My six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old is teaching me a lesson. Yes. It's like, you know, you go, well, I'm the mom. I really, you know, don't. And then you go, no, they are so right that they <laughs> yep. kind of, at that age, they kind of cut through it and get to the heart of things. And sometimes I think we need to really tune in and listen to what they have to say because they don't have all the extra stuff that we do that distracts us. And here's one that some of us kind of overlook a lot because we are so busy and we're making the meals and we're running the places and we're teaching the kids. Some of us are still teaching our kids at home and we forget to make sure the man in our life gets not just time, but like actual intentionality from us. Does he get quality time from us? Does he get, you know, when he comes in, do we actually look at him and talk to him and maybe even kiss him? I think that we can put him on the back burner sometimes because he knows, you know, that these other things are important or he needs clean underwear. So I will finish the laundry <laughs> right now or whatever it is. Um, but when we think about carpe diem, no, take a minute and walk over and greet him when he comes in the door or, you know, put your phone away even after the kids go to bed and just talk to him. I love that. And I think we forget that men are actually pretty simple. Mm-hmm. You know, they they don't require a lot, <laughs> but they require 
that you think they're great. They want to pound their chest and say, I am the man and she thinks I'm amazing. And it can be as simple as, I love what you did today. Or I so appreciate the fact that you're working so hard for our family. Or you just picked up the toys. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I was so getting ready to do that and I don't have to. Mm -hmm. And you're a fine, or, or I like who you are. Yeah. Not just, I love, love you, mm-hmm. but I actually like you. You're someone that I find special and amazing. You know, it's like you said, Julie, sitting down with Lincoln and watching a show he wanted to watch. But I would encourage you with both your spouse and your child or your boyfriend or someone that you're close to, I would encourage you to kind of do nothing time, mm-hmm. kind of in- create a void where you may go outdoors with your son or your daughter and go, let's look at the stars. Let's lay in the grass. Let's see what we see. You're always trying to get me to lay in the grass. I I don't want to do that, Dar. (laughs) Or the sand. (laughs) I just got hyped. Okay. You could put four blankets down. You could... There will still be sand. Yeah. But how about the blow up bed? Just take the blow up bed to the beach and inflate it. We do have supplies now. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But I'm saying just... Create a moment where you're daydreaming together. There's nothing better for a child's creativity to let them look at the clouds and see pictures in it, to create stories of what those pictures mean and give it time. If we're going to say seize the day, then take a portion of that time and invest in nothing and everything at the same moment. You're totally right in this. And I and I think this is something that I have definitely tried to get better at. We all know that I'm busy. I'm active. I'm always posting the things instead of being in the moment. Um, and I do think this is something that Donnie and I have really tried to work on together. I mean, we just took our second annual road trip. And, um, you know, we've literally talked about this is something our family will do as a way of setting time aside to just be us. Um, we got four wheelers and I was like, am I a four wheeler? I don't know. It feels <laughs> awfully outdoorsy. Uh, and four wheeler in the sand. How about that one? But, but then he said I could get new boots and then I was in. And so, I mean, the truth is, is we've set aside, you know, kind of these rhythms of this is what we will do that we'll be able to look back on and say, these are the moments that it was just us. This is something our family did together that we didn't necessarily intermix with other people, not to say we ever will, but this is the time. And the road trip is the hours in the car where we get to talk about life. And, you know, like you said, look at the, look at the clouds and make stories and, and enjoy each other's company um, as a purpose of living well together. You know, those, those holiday moments, you're not going to get them back. You know, I, I think it's important to choose to not just be given to the hustle and bustle, but to really invest in those moments. The other thing I I would like to point out is that it's not just the enjoyable times. Sometimes it's the hard times where you're in a place. We said life will be thrown at you, and it will. Mm -hmm. And you're having to perhaps care for someone, physically care for someone who is in your family or you know you need to, and it's hard. It is hard. Mm -hmm. We had that with my father-in-law on the last part of his life, the last couple of weeks of his life, it required 
us to be there. It required me to sit down with doctors and nurses and make plans and hard decisions. And it sounds weird that I would seize those moments, but you know what? In hindsight, I wouldn't have done it any differently. I would not have escaped from the pain. In fact, I am so happy I had the ability to love him in his last days in every way I could. So, you know, if the tough things are thrown at you and you're dealing with some struggling parts of life, realize that long-term they matter too. And you will look back and go, I am so glad I wrestled that one to the ground. That's so true. And I think another area, if we want to talk about seizing moments or opportunities is to look around you, look at the people that are in your life. They're in your story already, maybe on a small scale, or maybe they really are your, you know, top relationships. How can you glean from them the most right now while they are in your life, while you have the time with them, while you're in this season of life? Because we talk a lot about women's lives going through various seasons. You know, your kids are only going to be this age for so long. You know, you're only going to be single or engaged for so long. And so focusing on what is, who are the people around me in this season that I can learn from and that I can lean on to get the most out of that relationship? I think sometimes learning from people is observing them spending time with them. My great-grandmother was probably one of the most influential women in my entire life. And she didn't say a lot of things as far as I'm going to give you, you know, little nuggets of wisdom. She lived it. Mm -hmm. Everything she did showed me what a strong woman looked like whether it was making her sugar cream pies for a family of I have no idea how many, or whether it was chasing my uncle through the house with a broom because he was acting poorly. You know, that woman was one strong woman that I thought, if I'm going to be like anybody, I sure hope I'm like her. I love how you always encourage us to think about, you know, women of the past and, you know, what can we learn from, you know, the women who have who have done life in either a simpler time or in some ways a harder time. You know, the generation before us who didn't have some of the distractions or the divisions that we've had, or at least theirs looked different. What can we learn from them? Because we should be willing to take the advice and the word of the older generation um, and to put our pride aside thinking that we know better because we probably don't. (laughs) So true. You know, I think we also need to celebrate a little bit where if you've started making the reset from last year or if you've done some priority shifting, even if it's small, celebrate that. Mm -hmm. Say, you know what, I'm doing doing good. Mm -hmm. I may not be doing great and probably won't be doing amazing till it's all over, but I am doing well. And the, the things that I've started to invest in each and every individual day matter. And I'm seeing some fruit from it. I actually think one of our biggest downfall as women is we look at where we want to be. And because we're still a long way off, we completely discredit the steps that we've taken. And that prevents us from continuing to go forward. So if instead, like, let's take that sand analogy, because I mean, it, it works here. So if you're trying to walk the length of the beach and you're looking at how far it is, you never look back to see the couple steps that you've already taken, you will 
inevitably just always stop because it's always too far. But if instead you take inventory of how far you've actually gone and you, you know, you journal the process or you really make a point to celebrate yourself and, and to encourage your closest people, hey, I need you to be my cheerleader and remind me of how far I've come so that I won't quit this time. It's okay to rally the support of the people that you need in your life to say, hey, this time I'm going to make it farther because I'm going to ask for some help to remember to celebrate the small steps along the way. One of the priorities I think as women of faith we need to have is in our relationship with the Lord, Mm -hmm. that we need to give it time too. Whether it's five minutes when we're walking through the grocery store and we're agonizing over something, or whether it is 30 minutes in um, our Bible, reading and learning and experiencing who He is, um, it's important that we prioritize it and we think about how Jesus would want us to live each day. Sometimes we hear that sentence and it just immediately fills us with guilt or shame, or, you know, um, just the idea that we have to be doing more or doing better. And that literally couldn't be further from the truth. God actually just wants us to come to him how we are um, already, you know, exactly where we are today, because he already approves of us. He already loves us. He already has a good plan for us. He just wants to know us, right? So like when our kids do something wrong, we just want them to talk to us about it. We're not even, we're not asking for them to cover it or even apologize. We just want them to talk to us about it. And we just want them to want to be around us. And so that's how God actually looks at us. And so as we're looking at how we want to seize each and every day, let's first remember that it's a gift that we got to wake up today with breath in our lungs and that God has something for us today, whether it's going to be a challenge that we're going to grow from or we're going to have some sort of blessing or, you know, sweet moment that is also a gift from him. It's looking at the, like you said, the way Jesus would walk, but not in a judgmental kind of way or a, I'm not measuring up kind of a way, but in a, he's walking with me and I get to do it with him and follow after him. You know, that phrase that has been bandied around for years, what would Jesus do? I think instead we should look at how did Jesus live mm-hmm. And he set priorities when he walked this earth. And one of the biggest priorities was relationships, Mm. where he spent time with the people that were following him, that loved him, and he built everyday relationships with them. And I think we need to look at his example and try to live like he lived. There might be some who are listening and thinking, all right, maybe I want to work some some of this God stuff into my life this year. I hope that that's the case. Um, I'm actually going to put uh, in the show notes some starter articles that would be good for you to begin growing in your faith. But we actually did an episode not that long ago that was all about how to start or grow in your faith. So I'm actually going to recommend you go listen to that as well. If any of this is kind of sounding like something you want to prioritize and how you want to seize your days in 2021. You know, we can look back and say that we started 2020, at least I did, thinking, oh, it's going to be a great year. Things are going well. Um, I have all these plans for this year, mm-hmm. and it tanked. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think that's why we need to realize that we only have today, and let's make the most of it. Let's seize this day. Let's seize every day. For sure. I mean, there's definitely some 
some, you know, validity to feeling maybe defeated by what we experienced last year, but it's a new, it's a new year. It's literally a new day and we get to choose to either seize 2021 or squander 2021. And we hope that you'll join us by seizing each and every day with equal parts of grit and grace. Here is a short but amazing quote by Emily Dickinson. Forever is composed of nows. So here's to the nows of 2021. Next week, we'll be bringing back our friend, Dr. Zoe Shaw. Have you been hearing the phrase or the popular buzzword self-care lately? We sure have. She's going to help us understand what it is and why we need it. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or streaming somewhere else, be sure to subscribe and review so you never miss an upcoming episode. You can also share this episode with a friend you think might enjoy living a grit and grace life with us, or share us in your social media and tag us. Every week, we share all the details of what we discussed at our website, gritandgracelife.com. We'll catch you on the next one.